1. Sideways Years I first met Eric Goldhart in 1997. With his toned physique and strong, confident demeanor, he was known as Rockstar at his company. As the top producer and de facto sales leader at his dot-com startup in Dallas, Eric possessed a charismatic, let-me-lead-you personality that could convince even the most conservative staffing professionals to spend money with his internet company. Eternally optimistic, Eric had a ready answer for any prospect's objection. In fact, he loved skeptical clients or tough audiences because he saw them not as obstacles, but as opportunities. Eric and I met when I was asked to give a presentation at his company's annual sales awards dinner. We hit it off immediately because we had a lot in common. We'd both been raised by our grandmothers. We liked to read the same types of books. We'd both been successful in our fields and had similar dreams of running our own company someday. In the months that followed, we spun it up over long lunches, exchanging tips and dreaming about when we would eventually make it big in the business world. And the next year, I wasn't surprised to hear that Eric had been recruited by a Seattle-based leasing company as the Western Regional Vice President of Sales. As far as I knew, Eric was well on his way to running Microsoft someday. I didn't hear from Eric again until early 2002, when an email from him arrived asking me for a few minutes on the phone. I could tell by the tone of his email that something was very wrong. This was not the rock star I once knew. This was someone who had lost his way and needed help. I called him that weekend, and we talked for over an hour as he laid out his problem in detail. Since 2001, the dot-com industry had been under fire from Wall Street, and Eric's region, which stretched from the Silicon Valley to Seattle, had been the hardest hit. Each week, startups of all types were running out of cash and shuttering their businesses, breaking leases, and selling cubicles and computers for pennies on the dollar. The mood in the industry was darker than the weather and just as depressing. As survivor companies implemented massive layoffs, Eric found himself pummeled from every side by messages of fear and insecurity. When he worked out at the gym, talking heads on cable television spelled out all the ways the coming recession would likely unfold. Newspapers ran headlines hysterically predicting the end of the Internet era. Even Eric's co-workers were growing increasingly concerned and wondering when the hammer would drop on them, too. Even though Eric was a long-standing optimist, he couldn't resist the fear chatter. Against his better judgment, he read, listened to, and viewed these scare lines like drivers who can't look away from a car crash scene. Before long, his positive outlook evaporated. He began to question his ability and commitment and to wonder whether he had enough talent and drive to survive the impending economic storm. He even started to feel guilty for taking downtime or enjoying himself, attributing the root of the dot-com industry's failures to an overabundance of fun. Suffering from a shortage of confidence, Eric became doubtful about his own company's chances of survival, even though senior management was holding to a more positive wait-and-see attitude. Deciding to take on this fight himself, Eric hunkered down and told himself it was up to him to come up with instant sales solutions. He stopped going to the gym because he felt guilty when he wasn't working. Leaving work at six in the evening felt morally wrong, inasmuch as the ship was presumably sinking. So he stayed late at the office, missing dinner with his wife and two toddlers. Even when he was at home, his mind 
stayed in overdrive mode. He snapped at his wife and kids, locked himself away in the den with his computer, and sat glued to the cable news channels for hours at a time. He stopped having morning devotions. They seemed insipid in the face of reality and attending church with his family. The only thing that mattered was finding some way out of the mess in which he found himself. Trapped in an emotional spin cycle and sleeping fitfully at best, Eric started chewing his fingernails and developed puffy circles under his eyes. At work, his productivity plummeted faster than the stock market. He wasted hours rereading the same set of bad numbers from a variety of sources. He poured over an endless supply of downward.